Go. We're going. We're on. All right. Good morning, everyone. Happy Thursday, and welcome back to We Wish You Wealth. As you can see, we have again the usual suspects: myself, Danny Summer, Miss Ruby Ramos, and Mr. Gordon Chavez. And of course, we, as informed, have a special guest, Mr. Shane Sledder from. San Diego. How are you today, Shane? Thank you so much for joining us, by the way. I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. I'm excited for this. Thank you. So are we. So um, I know that Gordon had reached out to you. Um, there are a lot of people that don't necessarily know a lot of information. Obviously, you're in real estate. Um, how long have you been in real estate? I've been in the mortgage industry for 22 years now. Wow. I thought you were a lot younger than that. I must admit. <laughs> I, I, I look young. I've, I've been doing it from a from a young age. I got in really really young at at the age of uh, twenty two. So uh, awesome. It's it's been a, a great adventure. Awesome. Well, we're happy to have you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for joining us. Um, and you know, just being willing to jump on and provide education not only to us but to our viewers about you know reverse mortgage. Um, and really dive deep into some questions that people may have and give some more insight as to how to go about, you know, um, utilizing reverse mortgage to how in whatever way that it is appropriate. Because um, I know there's so many different aspects that can be jumped into. Um, so we understand that you're a lifelong resident of San Diego, as am I, as, a, as is Gordon. And Ruby moved from Mexico and is raising her family there. Um, and you're a mortgage advisor. What exactly is a mortgage advisor? So really the difference, what a mortgage advisor is, is somebody who um, really takes the time to get to know the clients, asks a lot of questions as to what are the goals that the clients are trying to achieve with real estate, with their finances, um, and then looks at integrating the mortgage and their retirement plan and you know what is what's their short-term financial goals and their long-term financial goals into you know what it is that they're doing when they're looking to either refinance or purchase or do a reverse mortgage. And what what we see, and especially in Southern California, is that real estate is probably one of the largest assets somebody will ever own. And the mortgage is probably one of the largest debts that they'll ever have. And so we want to make sure that we're integrating that into the overall financial plan and looking at customized options for each of our clients, because not everybody's the same. You know, what may work for you and what, what might be a good option for you won't necessarily work or be a good option for your coworker or your neighbor or your family member. And so um, we really want to take a customized approach to each person and take time to educate them and and have those in-depth consultations to figure out what is the best way to structure their financing. Unlike a lot of the um, lenders that are out there right now, or even the online services where you just go in, you plug in your information into the computer, it spits back a pre-approval, says you're pre-approved and you never talk to anyone, you never get any uh, in-depth consultations on what next steps you should actually be taking. Awesome. Yeah, I don't understand how you would or why you would trust a software to tell you what you're approved for if you're not really fully understanding what you're getting. Right. So, yeah, and it sounds a lot like what we do as life insurance agents with really customizing policies to fit people's wants and needs and their financial goals as well. 
And, you know, we're definitely also on the educational side of making sure that the clients fully understand, you know, um, what it is that they're getting into um, before they sign on a dotted line. So um, we re definitely appreciate that about you. Uh, it says we've got so you have your degree from the University of California, San Diego. And is it Revel or Revel? Revel. Ravel, uh, what were you studying there? So I always had a love for sciences growing up and, um, you know, initially wanted to go into the medical field. And so I had a degree in molecular biology and uh, actually went down the, the, the steps of taking my, my MCAT and doing, uh, you know, interviews at medical colleges and uh, decided after many interviews and, and going and kind of shadowing some people that that wasn't really the direction I wanted to go, that uh, even though I loved learning about sciences and taking all the classes, that actually going that direction and all of the additional you know years of education that it was going to take and, and what was really happening in the industry with the insurance and not being able to, to give the kind of care. I mean, it's, it's very similar to what I do now in, in the mortgage side because I like to take time. I have an hour consultation with clients and go through all the details and educate them. Whereas on the flip side, the other the other part of the industry, just how quickly can we spit people out and, and get them through the process? And I feel like that's very similar to what's happening in the medical field is, you know, you go in, you might see your doctor for 10 or 15 minutes and they push you out through the other side. And, yeah. and that's not what I wanted to be, to be doing. So um, I made the transition very early after graduating to get into the the mortgage business, and um, you know, my my dad had been in it for thirty plus years, and so I saw what he was able to do, and and the kind of the freedom and being able to help families and kind of control your own hours, um, and I loved that that aspect of it, and so I got into that uh, around the age of twenty two. Awesome, that's cool. Well, so. <laughs> There's so many, so many stories about people going to college for a specific degree these days and then not, not following through with what they went through. Um, do you think that transitioning to real estate was the best choice? Obviously, if you had the guidance and the mentorship of your, of your father, you know, you knew you had a lot of, of good education as to mm -hmm. how the business works. So, um, yeah. Yeah. You no, think I, your kids will follow in your footsteps? <laughs> I, I don't know if my kids will. In fact, my son, who's 15, just the other day said, yeah, dad, I don't know if I'm going to go into the mortgage business with you. But um, <laughs> but I said the same thing at that age. So who knows? Right. And I, I think you're correct. I think a lot of people go to college. I see it even with my clients go to college for one one with one degree and they come back and they do something completely different. Or maybe they do that for a little while and they find out it's not something that they like and then they get into another career path uh, and kind of the entrepreneurship I think is growing nowadays where people are maybe even deciding not to go to college and, and go in directly into something else that they're doing. But you know, I was able to use the analytical skills that I learned through my science and classes to what I do now in you know analyzing people's situations and giving them guidance on what's the right direction to go. Uh, and then again, just the, the experience that I have now doing this for over 20 years to be able to give people, um, great guidance. Awesome. And, it, um, you work, um, with, uh, first time home buyers, move up clients and seniors. What do you think is like your most common 
uh, group or to work with, or is it pretty much spread across across the board pretty even? It's spread across. Um, I, I would say that the two groups of people, especially right now with what's kind of happening in the market that I'm working with are, are first-time home buyers because, again, they enjoy the education, the additional touches, really having them understand the process. And so I love helping uh, first-time buyers get into a house. And then on the flip side, uh, you know, putting a lot of emphasis working with, with seniors uh, and, and using the home equity conversion mortgages or the reverse mortgages to help them with their retirement planning um, and, and all of the uh, you know, options that come along with that. I've got a great passion for working with, with seniors to help them and, and get them into a better position for retirement because we know a lot of them are you know, maybe struggling, especially right now with the increase in costs and inflation and everything that's going on. And um, just getting them to where they can actually start to enjoy the retirement, not be stressed about where is that next you know paycheck going to come from? How am I going to pay for my medications? You know, whatever that might be. Yeah, that's a big thing right now. <laughs> Huge thing right now. A lot of people coming out of retirement, which breaks my heart, but that's what we're here for. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. So you're married. How long have you been married? Uh, I have been married for a little over 22 years now. Okay. So longer than you've been. <laughs> More little, than... Little, little longer. I, I got, I got yeah. in the forge industry soon after, um, got married. So. Awesome. And we touched base that you have two children. What do you like to do outside of, outside of real estate? Just so we can get a little, a little about what you like to do for fun. <laughs> yeah. So, um, we, you know, we love to do family activities. We love to go out and, uh, you know, even just this last weekend in between the rain, we went out and did some hiking here in San Diego and get outdoors and kind of enjoy nature. So we like, we like to do a lot of hiking, a lot of sports. Uh, I, I grew up playing soccer from early age all the way through college. And my son now is playing some soccer as well and running cross country. And so just like to do active things like that. Uh, we love to go traveling. So that's a, that's a big passion of, of, uh, of my wife and I, even my family, going to different national parks here in the U.S. or even being able to go out and do some fun trips uh, out of the country. Awesome. Who doesn't love traveling, right? It's the best way to spend your time away from <laughs> work. It's like you're yeah. fully separated and your mind can take a break. Um, so I understand that you and Gordon actually worked together recently. Um, how, what was it that you um, assisted him with? And Gordon, how, afterward, how did that experience go for you? So I, I helped Gordon with a uh, home equity line of credit at HELOC here recently so he could tap into his equity. Um, and I'll let him explain how the how the process went. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it was it was a great experience. It was as as it's already been mentioned a couple of times, Shane is is very focused on providing education, uh, very purpose driven. And I would venture to guess that he might have switched from the sciences to what he's doing now so that he could truly make a difference in people's lives with with mortgages with real estate but he he does it in a way that is very holistic he doesn't just you know focus on the mortgage part he makes sure that it fits every other part of what you're trying to do as far as a full financial uh, uh process 
Um, he was very accessible. I could reach out to him anytime. I could send text messages, emails, phone calls, um, any questions that I had. And on top of helping me, you know, access the the equity in my home, that came about because I need to help take care of some family stuff. Um, you know, he was available to help me with other questions that I might have, uh, whether he was going to be part of the, the 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 other business that was going on. And so to to be able to work with somebody that really just wants to help, even even a side of business is that's what really. Uh, made a difference for me knowing that I could reach out to somebody who is knowledgeable in that industry, in that, in that, in that line of work and be able to get my questions answered so that I could have peace of mind and I could take care of my family um, and just be in that position to do that. So the whole process was real smooth. Um, if anything, it was me slacking or not necessarily say slacking, but just, you know, taking a little extra time to, give him the information that he needed and supply him with everything because he was on top of it. So if you do, if any of you out there need some help with mortgages, reverse mortgages, HELOCs, HELOCs is what we did, um, you know, reach out to him. He, he he can definitely help you here in Oceanside and San Diego County and then in other states as well. So it was just a great experience all in all. Awesome. We love to hear it. So you, Gordon mentioned your in other states, so we know you're in San Diego. Um, how many other states are you affiliated with? I'm I'm licensed in eight other states right now. Uh, so mostly on the West Coast, you know, Washington, Oregon, Nevada, Arizona, Texas, um, also in Florida and Tennessee and Idaho as well. Awesome. Okay. And um, I think you had mentioned something about seven your business being with 17? I'm not sure. Yeah. But. So so the, the company I work with, which is RWM Home Loans, uh, we're a local mortgage bank here in San Diego, been here since 1994, but they are actually licensed in about 17 states. Um, so even if it's a state that I'm not able to assist you with, there's somebody else in the company that could, could probably assist you in those other states. Awesome. Thank you for that. Well, I know that we have quite a few questions to ask you today. Um, there's a lot of information that a lot of us don't know. I know a lot of people, other people probably don't know, um, you know, just like life insurance, um, real estate can get very complicated and complex and confusing and sometimes feel overwhelming. Um, so we wanted to kind of do a Q&A with you um, about, you know, home equity conversion, mortgages, reverse mortgages, Um and we just had some questions um, just to get, you know, a better understanding, not for ourselves, as we said, for our viewers, um, as how these work and how they're applicable to maybe people who are potentially looking into utilizing this um, as a resource to them. Um, so with that being said, how about Ruby, you want to start us off? You have any questions for uh, this morning? That you would I, that you would like yes. to uh, <laughs> include? Yes, I do. Um, again, thank you, Shane, for being here with us. I'm sure everybody's going to be getting so much valuable information from this. But I guess I want to start off with like, could you just give us um like a brief overview of the program for those who have not heard about it? 
Yeah. So the, you know, the program or what we're talking about today, mainly from the finance side is uh, what's called a home equity conversion mortgage. That's FHA HUD's version of a reverse mortgage. And what a reverse mortgage is, is it's, it's a um, financial product, a, 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 a mortgage that is created for those 62 or older. And it's a way for people who are in retirement or going into retirement to be able to tap into the home equity that they have in their house, especially here in Southern California and, and even across the country over the last number of years, equity has grown so much, home appreciation has grown so much. And really that money is trapped in your house unless you either sell the house or you um, maybe you do a cash out refinance or maybe a, a, a HELOC and you're able to get some of those funds. But the, the, the difference between what a reverse mortgage is and what a traditional loan is, is that a reverse mortgage does not require any monthly payments on it as long as you continue to pay your taxes and your insurance and keep the house up. And what happens is the interest that you normally would pay is just added to the loan balance over time. So it allows you to tap into your equity, either get a lump sum of money or have, we'll talk a little bit about some different ways that you can pull out money. There's, there's lots of different ways. There's a line of credit option. There's a, a monthly um, you know, income option that you can get. And so it allows a senior to tap into that income, have additional money to be able to put towards expenses that they have or their retirement planning or whatever it is that they need, but not have to make a mortgage payment on it. And the interest will accrue over time and then will be paid off at a future point in time when they either sell the house or um, you know, both borrowers pass away. At that point in time, the reverse mortgage will be paid off. Okay. So it's wow. like you're leveraging the equity on your house and you can utilize that to make renovations, um, whatever that may be. Like, is there specific guidelines as to what you can use it for or no? So the money, you know, once you get the reverse mortgage, that money is yours. Um, there are limits. There's a certain amount you can a cap, a maximum you can take out in year one. And then the remaining amount of money would be available to you from, you know, end of year one on. Um, but that money is yours. So, uh, you know, we've had clients who've used it for home renovations. We've had clients that have used it to, I mean, one of the big options and things is paying off your current mortgage so that you no longer have a mortgage payment, right? So somebody has a, you know, $2,000 a month mortgage payments that they're making, they get the reverse mortgage that pays off that current mortgage that they have. And now automatically they're saving $2,000 a month in cash flow because they no longer have to make that mortgage payment. So that's a way to extinguish that, you know, monthly expense, paying off credit card bills, paying off medical bills. Uh, in fact, I just had a, a, a workshop yesterday where we were talking about the cost of in-home care and how Medicare doesn't cover in-home care and just how that cost is, is going up so quickly. Uh, so a lot of times you'll have seniors who end up getting sick or having issues, or maybe it's dementia, and now all of a sudden they need in-home care, and that could run them from you know $3,000, $4,000 a month up to $10,000 a month, depending if they need actual medical assistance or not. And so that's another great use of a reverse mortgage uh, to be able to pay for those needs as well. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I was unaware, but um, 
you know, saying that you could utilize it for long-term care, you know, we, uh, based on, you know, us being in life insurance, we're like, we can offer that too. We got to start working to more together with mortgage protection and, and long-term care and helping the seniors more. Um, Gordon, are you already on that? Definitely. I, I agree. <laughs> right? Totally. Um, so our, there's a lot of misconceptions about this program, right? Um, can you share like a couple of them, like what they are, why they're misconceived the way they are, um, you know, that kind of thing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So again, I've been doing the reverse mortgage for over 17 years and, and I've seen some of the same myths that have been year after year coming up and, and people are getting a greater understanding other reverse mortgages and more accepting of them over time. But some of the myths still, when I first talk to people will come up. And, and one of the greatest ones that we always hear is that um, when, if you get a reverse mortgage, basically you're giving the house over to the bank and you lose out on any future appreciation or equity. And that's definitely not the case. What, what happens is a reverse mortgage is a, a mortgage just like any other, as far as there's a lien on your house. So whether you get a traditional loan or you get a reverse mortgage, there's going to be a lien against your property. The, the lien against the property is what is the safeguard for the lender to make sure that you're abiding by the guidelines of the loan, right? And so right. Um, you are not giving away the house to, to, the, to the, the lender. What happens is the title stays in, in either your trust name or your individual names and there's just the requirement that the reverse mortgage is paid off in the future when you're no longer living in the property. So that's that's one main thing that I hear. The other thing that comes up a lot of times is that there's not going to be any equity left over for my heirs. Uh, and because again, what's happening is the the interest as you're as you're drawing out money over time, that's being added to the loan balance, and then any interest that is on that balance is being accrued and added to the loan balance. So your loan balance is growing over time, which is the opposite of a traditional loan where you're actually paying that loan balance down. But what that is giving you is it's giving you access to this money and cash flow that you wouldn't normally have. So <laughs> over time, you are eating into some of your equity and there will be less equity available if you do a reverse mortgage than if you did not do a reverse mortgage. Mm -hmm. But the difference is that you know, we, especially in Southern California, appreciation has been so great that most of the time, the pace of the appreciation on the house value will outpace the growth of the reverse mortgage. So when we do our different uh, amortization schedules and forecasts, many times there's still substantial equity left over to be able to pass on the heirs or use for something else in the future if you need it. It's just not as much as it would be if you never did a reverse mortgage. So that's right. those, those are two of the main ones. The other the other misconception a lot of times is that you have to have your house free and clear uh, with no mortgage on it in order to tap into a reverse mortgage. And that's not the case either. You can uh, use it to pay off a current mortgage. Uh, now, depending on what that size is, you, you may be limited if you've got a $500,000 current mortgage balance on your home the reverse mortgage may not provide enough money to pay off $500,000 loan balance, right? So everybody's situation is a little different and we look at each one and, and determine how much money is available through the reverse mortgage. 
Awesome. So, <clears throat> oh, he's back. What you got, G? <laughs> Thank you for that. That's uh, I can I can see where, um, where those misconceptions would be made, but also unless you're, you know, like we're talking about educated appropriately, it could be. Uh, you know, that's just what you think in your head until you actually speak and sit down with a professional like yourself, because, you know, like you said, everybody's situation is different. So um, it could be that mean one thing for someone and a different thing for someone else. Um, so, yeah. Um, thank you for that. Um, what's up, G? Hey, you sorry. Gotta... I had to cut out for a second there. Yeah, that's OK. But I'm back. Um, so. So I like that you, you we touched on the misconceptions because um, as far as I as far as I go I'm I'm not super educated on on reverse mortgages um, I've read a little bit about them here and there but not necessarily dive diving deep into really understanding them and so um, regarding the misconceptions and the equity you know eating into the equity and things like that. Have you, Shane, and this is a question that just popped up in my head. Have you experienced a situation where somebody had a reverse mortgage and, you know, they 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 passed. And at that point, you know, the children or whoever is responsible needs to jump in and figure out what they need to do. What does that look like? Is there a risk of losing the house or because uh, that's just something that I'm I'm not super educated on and as far as what happens at that point? No, that's a great question. So yes, there is a process that occurs once the um, homeowners pass away and if they do have a reverse mortgage as far as what needs to be done. And so it is important. We always try to get the family involved uh, upfront to make sure that they understand that the parents are doing a reverse mortgage and then what their responsibilities are going to be when it comes time to, to handle the estate, right? And so what, what happens is at the time that they either pass away or if they decide to, to sell the house and maybe move into a full-time assisted living or something like that, um, the, the reverse mortgage and whatever the balance is at that point in time would be paid off. And it can be paid off if it's the heirs, it can be paid off in a couple of different ways. They can sell the house and then any remaining equity that's left in the house after paying off the reverse mortgage would be theirs to split amongst the heirs. Um, if they decide they want to keep the house, they can refinance the current reverse mortgage and just refinance it into a traditional loan, start making payments on it and keep the house in the estate. Um, they, they're given after the parents pass away, they're given about 30 days to just kind of decide which direction they want to go. And then they've got six months to either sell the house or refinance it. So they do, do give them a considerable amount of time. Um, and there can be some, some extensions to that as well. And you know, one thing that we didn't talk about yes yet is that these all are what they call non-recourse loans. So in the situation, and this has only happened a few times uh, where somebody gets a reverse mortgage, they take out, you know, let's say they maximize the amount that they take out in year one because they've got a really large mortgage to pay off. And so that interest is accruing. And then let's say we have a, a situation where the home values start going down, you know, uh, 2008 happens again. And so now they owe more on the house in the reverse mortgage than the value. So the, let's say the reverse mortgage is 600,000 and the home value is 500,000. 
that additional 100,000 that they owe is not passed on to the heirs. It is mm -hmm. covered by the mortgage insurance that is part of these FHA loans that are paid into. There's, there's a fund that's established that protects the borrowers from never owing more than what the value of the house is at that point in time. So mm -hmm. that is a protection that mm -hmm. makes sure that the heirs are never gonna owe additional money beyond what the house could sell for. The clients are never gonna owe more money beyond what the house could sell for. In a situation, if we do have depreciation and you know tremendous growth in the reverse mortgage. But most of the time, there's still some equity left over when, when the heirs take over. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Cause I was thinking, you know, ideally speaking, based on what you've already shared, um, if somebody's, you know, getting close to retirement age or already in the, at that age and they're trying to figure out what they're going to do, um, ideally speaking that the, you would want to use, as you said earlier, the reverse mortgage, the, the, the funds that you're accessing to get rid of the initial mortgage, right? So that you don't end up having a monthly, you know, you don't end up having a reverse mortgage, the debt that's there, whatever, the loan or whatever. Plus you're still paying monthly on your existing mortgage. So hopefully at that point, you're closer, you're, you're significantly closer to paying the house off because you've probably hopefully been paying for it for 20, 30, 40 years. Right. And so right. that way you remove one monthly payment now you're drawing funds over here and obviously that's growing but if the value of the house appreciates faster i guess than the rate that you have on the on the 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 reverse mortgage loan then it should take care of itself but i, I like what you said regarding if it if it, something does happen and the value of the house cuz it's really about timing you know nobody knows when another 2008 is going to happen and they could be good. And, you know, they could have been good in 2007 then 2008 hits and now they're, you know, they're upside down. And so yeah. that's, that's, I, I appreciate you sharing that. That was good. Yeah. Time. And just a little clarification is that when you're doing, if we're doing the traditional reverse mortgage, the Heckam reverse mortgage, um, we are required to pay off your current mortgage. If you've got a oh, first mortgage, okay. so you can't, you can't keep the first mortgage and have, a reverse mortgage if we're doing the traditional uh, Heckam reverse mortgage. Now, there is a new product out there that is a, a reverse mortgage in second position that allows you to keep your first and tap into a little bit of equity in a, in a second position and not have any payments. Um, so that that's a newer product that's available. But most of the time, we are extinguishing that first mortgage, freeing up that cash flow, and then giving them some additional money potentially through some of the other uh, ways that they can draw funds out. Okay, perfect. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. Thank you. So there's so with the last statement that you said, you said you could have the reverse mortgage and you can take out a second one. No, the the or, second reverse the the reverse that's in second position would be for those clients who let's say they've only got a hundred thousand dollars left on their current mortgage and they're they're locked in at two and a half percent. And they're like, I don't want to pay off a two and a half percent loan because it's so okay. small. Then they could continue making payments on that. And we would do a reverse mm -hmm. mortgage in second position. It is more limited. It's got a higher interest rate. Um, you have to take any of the money out that's available to you cash out upfront. So the balance is going to start growing quicker. So that really only works in certain situations. Most of the time when you do a reverse mortgage, 
you're doing it to either, either you've already got your home paid off and you're doing a reverse mortgage, or you've got a balance left on your mortgage that can be paid off through the reverse mortgage. You're getting rid of that payment. And now you only have the one mortgage on your property, which is the reverse. Okay. Mm. Awesome. Thank you for clarifying. I was like, there's so many different kinds. I'm mixing them all up. <laughs> yeah. And, and the great thing about Shane is that he's going to, again, have that holistic view and really figure out and recommend something that fits his client's needs yeah. um, based on their situation, you know? And so the, it's, it's great to have that resource available, you know? Right. Yeah. Back. So I, I, kind of threw in a question that was unplanned and I apologize for that. It was no just problem. something that, you know, as you were speaking, I was like, oh, I'm curious what would happen trying to here. See He's trying to see if you're awake, if you had your those, coffee today. Those are the <laughs> best questions, right? Because those are the, those are the clarifying questions. So definitely if yeah. anything like that comes up, keep on asking. Yeah. Cause I, I have, I have an uncle that recently retired. I want to say two, two years ago or so. And I don't know what he did, but my understanding was that he sold the house that he lived in because at that point you, you retire, that income's no longer coming in. He couldn't afford it. He had to downsize. It was a larger home in Fallbrook. Right. And um, he ended up selling and I'm assuming he did buy, buy like a condo or something like that. Something small. I'm assuming he just used the, the, you know, the, mm -hmm. the sale of the house, the funds that came off there to pay it off first. Right. right. And then whatever to buy something else. But I don't know if a, a reverse mortgage could have been, uh, who knows, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on whether the senior wants to stay in the house. I mean, we have a lot of people that want to retire and age in their house. They don't want to move out. They don't want to go to assisted living. They don't want to downsize. Now, there are some times where it makes sense for them, and, and we don't even call it downsizing. We call it right-sizing. You know, you're going into mm -hmm. retirement, maybe it makes sense to right-size into a smaller house or a house that doesn't have stairs or a house that maybe has a master bedroom on the bottom floor, right? Um, or maybe a yard that's not quite as big, so you don't have to maintain it as much. Um, so there's, there's lots of different ways that we can do it, but I think what you're just mentioning kind of flows into the next topic we were going to mention where mm -hmm. traditionally what happens is if a senior is going to downsize, they they sell their house, they take the proceeds from that house, and they go and they buy the next house for cash, right? And so a couple of things happen when you do that sell that sale, especially in San Diego right now with the amount of appreciation we've had, they probably bought that house 30, 40 years ago for 100000 whatever it is, and now they are eclipsing that $250,000 or $500,000 um, uh, tax benefit that they have for not having to pay capital gains, right? For, for a couple, you have $500,000 up to a couple where you can pull that out and not have to pay capital gains on it. A lot of times seniors now are getting hit with capital gains because they've got so much equity at the time that they sell that they're having to pay tax on it. Plus you're having to pay, pay a real estate agent, right? So there's all of those fees. So if somebody wants to stay in the house, and a reverse mortgage can help them accomplish that, the cost factor may actually be less on the reverse mortgage than what you're gonna pay in capital gains and real realtor fees and everything else. Now, mm -hmm. if they're in a situation where they do need to get into a, a property that's gonna be more better suited for them for retirement, um, and it's better to do that sometimes sooner than later, then you can actually use a reverse mortgage to purchase a home as well. And what that mm -hmm. would look like is, mm -hmm. 
um, they would they're gonna they're gonna take into consideration the purchase price. They're gonna take into consideration the borrower's age because uh, age purchase price or age value and interest rate are the three factors that go into determining how much money is available through a reverse mortgage. So in this case, they're gonna use the same information, their age, the home value or purchase price and the current interest rate. And they're gonna give you a certain amount that's gonna be available through the reverse mortgage. So let's say somebody's 75 years old and they're, you know, they're buying, they're looking to buy an $800,000 condo. They may be able to get 45% or so of that 800,000 through a reverse mortgage. And then mm -hmm. what they would do is they would take the remainder of that money that came from the sale of their house and put that in along with the reverse mortgage to buy that property. But the difference mm -hmm. is if they were doing it without a reverse mortgage, they would have to take all of the 800,000 that they got from their sale and put it into that house. And then they'd have no mortgage payment, but they'd also have no money left over from the sale of their house, right? Um, versus doing the reverse mortgage as part of the purchase, now they might have an additional $350,000, $400,000 from the sale of their house that can go towards renovating the property or into their retirement account so they have better retirement and um, could, be, could be used for you know, multiple different things uh, and, and maybe even allow them to get into a house or a property that's maybe a little more expensive than they would have otherwise in a safer neighborhood or what, maybe this, there's, there's more... Um, you know, retirement activities around there, whatever it may be. And, mm -hmm. and I've actually got a, a client that I helped recently through a situation very much like this. He was a, a pastor who was retiring. And he said, you know, pretty much all of my retirement is in my house. It's like, I don't have a 401k. I don't have, you know, all these other assets. My, my retirement is in my house, but they were moving to, uh, to Florida actually. And, they they didn't want to take all of the money. They took all the money from the sale and they put it into their house in Florida. They were only going to have about $200,000 left for their retirement. And so what we were able to do is we were able to do a reverse mortgage to purchase that home in Florida. And that gave them about an extra $250,000 on top of the 200. So now they had about 450,000 that was going to be available to help them with retirement. And they still accomplish the goal of having no mortgage payments. So they've got more money for retirement. They've got no mortgage payment. They just have to pay their taxes, their insurance. And it just, it gave them much better uh, future for retirement. Hmm. Well, yeah. Yeah, you can really get creative with that. And there's there's a lot of potential customization, it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so then that goes also for like um, how... I, I I know we're talking about like seniors and, and their homes, um, but also like another aspect of them living in their homes longer is like home care. Mm -hmm. So um, can you share, like, I know you also mentioned how reverse mortgage can help for that. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that, that home care is going to be getting more expensive. In fact, California just passed a law that, that increased the, the hourly wage from, from, I think it was 15 or 16 up to $21 an hour. So now it's going to be even more expensive to get that in-home care that a lot of seniors are needing. And we know anywhere from 60 to 70% of seniors will need some sort of in-home care at a future date and time. Um, and most people, and you probably can, can, can talk to this, most people do not have long-term care insurance. 
They mm -hmm. either the, the cost is prohibitive to them or they didn't do it early enough and now they're too old to be able to do it or they don't qualify for it. And so this is a great alternative for those who don't have long-term care to be able to pay for that care that they may need, uh, you know, either with in-home care or I had a situation recently where um, husband and wife, the husband had been recently diagnosed with dementia and had fallen and really needed to be in a facility that they could take care of, a memory care facility. But the, the wife wanted to continue to live in the house that she had lived in for 40 years and had raised her family in and had all of her memories in and everything. And so she was going to have an issue, though, paying for that facility. But she also knew that she was not in a position to be able to take care of her husband 24 hours a day. And the, the, the stress and just wear on you physically, emotionally, um, is very, very strong when you're having to take care of uh, somebody for that long a period of time consistently. And so mm -hmm. we were able to put a, a reverse mortgage together and uh, establish a line of credit so that she could draw on that line of credit each month to help pay for that uh, care facility and she could continue to live in the house. And so that took a huge oh, burden yeah. off of her to be able to know that her husband was going to be taken care of and she still had a place that she could live and enjoy and not have to give that all up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, if, if only they knew about life insurance. No. <laughs> um, because I mean, with that line of credit, you're still paying interest, right? But if you had a life insurance policy, we could add that to your policy for you. <laughs> the the long-term care coverage? Yeah. Yeah. yeah the the long-term the long-term care coverage is, you know is a, a great option for those people who plan ahead, right? And that's that's the, the big thing that, whether it's with insurance, whether it's with reverse mortgage, any of these things, the earlier on you do it and the more planning that you put into it, you're gonna be more successful with things, right? Okay. And and the you know the the reverse mortgage may even be there to help pay for some of the 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 premiums on, on the long-term care policy, right? That's another option that can be done. Or it can be yeah. a situation for those who have not planned ahead and it's too late to get the long-term care policy. Now it can act almost as a way to pay for that long-term care in itself. Yeah. Right. True. Super yeah. So whether it's renovate renovations or if you're, you know, downsizing, if you're utilizing long-term care, um, does reverse mortgage make sense for retirees who don't have an immediate need um, or have um, their home paid off? Yeah, that's a good question. So most people, when they initially think about reverse mortgages, think of it as more of a last ditch effort, you know, to stay in the house uh, or for those people who you know, maybe are on a fixed income with just social security and, and they don't have enough money for retirement. And, and, and it, it is that, I mean, I've, I've helped numerous clients be in a position where they're able to stay in the house and, and, and pay off credit card debt and do things that now put them in a better situation. But mm -hmm. there's also been a lot of research out there and some great books written by financial advisors 
on how a reverse mortgage can benefit those who um, have a house paid off or have money in their retirement accounts and have money available in a 401k or an IRA or an annuity, you know, whatever it is. Um, and the reason why the reverse mortgage can still benefit them is that now you can combine the benefits of the reverse mortgage along with the other retirement options that you have to have a more comprehensive retirement plan. Um, one of the strategies is that if you are pulling money out of your IRA during a year where we have a down year in the markets, what happens is those funds are being depleted much quicker because you're not having the growth and you can actually cause your retirement funds to run short for you in the future. You might run out of money in the future because of those losses. And so there's there's one strategy called a coordinated strategy where you know we work very closely with the advisor and in years following a down year, instead of pulling money out of your retirement account, you pull it out of your line of credit from your reverse mortgage and you let that retirement account um, recover, right? And start, start, you know, having positive gains again. And then the next year you switch back. You start taking the draws from your retirement account and you stop taking it from your reverse mortgage. But what you've done is you've, you've, you're, not, you're not locking in those losses by continuing to draw from the retirement account and you've allowed that account to recover. And there's analysis that we've done where it's it's increased your assets by you know, $150,000, $200,000 over time just by making that small switch and drawing from your, your reverse mortgage instead. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, um, sorry, I just drew a blank. <laughs> Somebody well, I, I, I like what you just described because I mean, when, when you, when a person is looking at their financial situation and you're thinking, you know, as this question mentioned, you have maybe, maybe a 401k, you might have an IRA, you might have, you know, an annuity, you might have these different financial vehicles and each one of them is doing different things, right? We have to, we have to recognize that money is, you know, it's, it's growing and contracting and growing and contracting, I guess, right? And so when, when, the, when the economy, the stock market or whatever you want to call it is good, your money is growing. However, you know, depending on the account that you have, if the stock market is not doing so great, it's actually contracting, it's, it's shrinking, right? You're actually losing money and things like IRAs, 401ks, and things like that. And so if you, on a year like that, if you take from it, and on top of that, it's already losing money, it can be huge to say, I'm going to leave it alone. It's going to take a hit regardless. And I'm going to start drawing from, you know, this new line of credit that I, that I was able to do through a reverse mortgage so that that money, and then I don't know if it would even make sense to, maybe use some of that and put it into the IRA to help it recover because you yeah. you read about, you know, the catch up being so difficult after a, a bad year and, and some people even having to go back to work and get a part-time job just to, so that they can replenish, you know, their IRA or their 401k or whatever. So I, I like that you mentioned that and it's, it's just, it's a better way to look at money, I think, and, and understand all of that. So. But I think a lot of times when we're looking at retirement and assets, you know, people tend to look at really two buckets. They look at their IRA and their 401k, right? And those are the two things that they look at. And they tend to 
exclude home equity. Yet home equity is the second largest bucket that's out there. I mean, IRAs is the, the largest and then and then home equity and then 401ks. And so um, we really, like you said, it's all money, right? So, so what we want to do is we want to make sure that we're using it in a wise way to increase your retirement benefits and your net worth as a whole, whether it's in your house or whether it's in your retirement account or wherever it is, it's all part of your net worth. And yeah. so it makes sense to, to utilize different strategies to, to do that. And the nice thing about tapping into a reverse mortgage is any money that you pull from the reverse mortgage is tax-free. It's not considered income. So you're not paying income tax on it. So the other mm -hmm. thing is you could be pulling money from your 401k or an IRA and, and be taxed on that. And so you might have to pull out $5,000 to net 4,000 or 3,500. With a reverse yeah. mortgage, you pull out whatever you need and you're not taxed mm -hmm. on it. So it puts you in a much better position to sometimes utilize that versus pulling money out of your retirement plan. Right. Yeah. So that, that actually kind of leads us into the next question. So retirees that have, you know, money in retirement accounts, um, you know, how would a reverse mortgage help them? And I know you kind of talked about it a little bit, but right. maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. So somebody is, you know, 60, 65, and they're like, I have my 401k, I have maybe an IRA and maybe a, you know, I don't know, pension, maybe depending on what kind of work they did and they're stable, right? They're good. You know, retiring is not going to hurt them. What would something like that look like? Sure. Sure. So one of the things that we see a lot of times is that, you know, obviously expenses are increasing over time. So many times you're forecasted that you're going to be fine. You're going to have enough assets and then you have a, a, a market correction or all of a sudden there's an illness where you need that in-home care or whatever. And, and now you're not going to have enough money, right? Mm -hmm. um, so the strategy that we just were talking about, this coordinated strategy, that's a way to help make sure that you're not drawing down your retirement accounts quicker than you should be and allowing it to recover so you have you have more money there, okay? Um, there's, there could also be the potential of, again, instead of drawing from your retirement account to do some of the things that you need to do, you're using the reverse mortgage instead, making sure that you have enough money in that account for needs that you have as you grow older, because you don't you don't know you, you may not know what you're going to need going going down the road. Um, the other thing that happens is a lot of times clients will have things pop up that they're unexpected expenses. I mean, they've lived in the house for maybe 30, 40 years, and all of a sudden they need a roof, right? And and a new roof is going to cost them forty, fifty thousand dollars, and you know, if you take forty, fifty thousand dollars out of your IRA or your four hundred one k, that's going to have a big impact. You're going to have a huge tax liability on it. You're going to have a big impact on what that future uh, value is going to be. And so, it may make more sense taking that money out of the reverse mortgage or the line of credit. So, what we like to think of it as is, you may not think you need it right now, and maybe you don't need it at sixty two. Maybe you don't need it at seventy years old. But there could come a point at 80, 85, where you need it, just like somebody may need life insurance in the future, they may need long-term care. So it makes more sense to do it earlier on and have it in place when you don't need it than waiting until you need it. And now all of a sudden, maybe something pops up where you can't 
even though reverse mortgages aren't as easy to aren't as difficult to qualify for, there still are requirements that we have to meet as far as making sure you can pay your taxes and your insurance and things like that. And so sometimes once somebody's become sick or maybe they don't have the income coming in as much, they may not be able to qualify for the reverse mortgage. And mm -hmm. so doing it at an earlier age. And then one of the things that we we talked about is the revert the line of credit has what's called an internal growth rate tied to it. So if you take it out earlier and you let that growth rate happen, what they're doing is they're allowing you to borrow more money every year as you, as you get older and it's independent of the home value. So the line of credit could actually continue growing even if the house value is not going up or even if the house value loses value, you still have this growth where you can borrow money on the line of credit. And so doing that at an early age of let's say 62 or you know 65 and letting it just sit there because you don't need it right now, you're not going to pay any interest on it because you're not borrowing any money against it. But that growth factor is going to make it so that when you do need the money at 80, 85 years old, you've got more money now available to access than you would have. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like a, an extra safety net and also just planning ahead, you know, just yeah. in general, that's, that's always good. Yeah. I love how that description is so closely correlates with cash value life insurance. <laughs> there, there's a lot of similarities. Yeah, between, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you know, Shane said it earlier, if you look at your house, it's money, you know, you've been putting a, a few thousand dollars into it every month for over a long period of time. And yes, we have emotional attachments to it. You know, we were raising families and we watched the kids grow up. You always see those pictures mm -hmm. with the marks on the wall as they grew up, right? There's an emotional attachment. You know? But at the same time, it is kind of like a savings account that's just sitting there, you know? And so how do you use it? Well, I mean, it's up to you. Everybody's a little different, right, as, as to how they use it. But um, not forgetting that it is, it's like a savings account sitting there. And if you need to get into it, I mean, it, you can get into it, and by all means, it's yeah. like some—it's some type of protection. You yeah, know? yeah. yeah. And um, so, and that's very similar to a cash value life insurance policy, where you're paying into it. The cash value account's growing over time, and yeah, you don't necessarily need to touch it if it doesn't make sense. But if it does, it's there, and, and there you when you need it. it. Yeah. Yeah. So I know we spoke about like. Um, our seniors and how a mortgage can probably help pay with a facility that you spoke about the story um the husband had dementia but for example like what about other medical expenses that medicare may not cover how would a reverse mortgage help yeah so you know once you have the reverse mortgage established you can use that for whatever expenses you have so if there are expenses that come up that you, you know Medicare doesn't cover, then now instead of having to put it on a credit card or, or tap into your savings, you can utilize the reverse mortgage to, to do that. And I think that's where a lot of seniors are getting into some trouble is they are turning to credit cards. And mm -hmm. um, you know we got rates at 22, 24% on those credit cards and they're just not able to keep up with it. In fact, I just read today, I think that they announced that um, the U.S. is up to $17.5 trillion in debt, uh, you know, household debt, right? The, the largest it's ever, it's ever been. So, um, you know, we don't want seniors to get into that 
situation where they're relying on credit cards to pay their medical bills, or maybe they end up not paying their bills on time and then it goes into collection and, you know, all of the, the issues that come with that. So the yeah. reverse mortgage is definitely a way to, to handle that. And, and I think the other thing I want to mention is, you know, probably a lot of your viewers are, are maybe on the younger age, but, but they may be dealing with their parents or their grandparents in a situation yeah. like this, where, um, you know, they're seeing their mm -hmm. parents or their grandparents living their retirement in a way that they shouldn't be right. They're scrimping and saving and they're, they're not, they're not enjoying life. Maybe they're not taking those trips that they should be. Maybe they're not able to come out and visit the grandchildren because they don't have enough money and they're seeing their health start to deteriorate because of the extra stress and, and anxiety that comes with that on a month to month basis. And so this would be a great topic to, to bring up to them and, and help educate them on. And, and, and also what's going to happen is a lot of that care is going to fall on you as the child or the grandchild. And mm -hmm. that we, we just talked about, I mean, what happens with that, if you have to take care of your, your parents or your grandparents, you usually can't work the same hours that you were working before. You know, you may not be able to keep the same job you were keeping your family. You know, if you've got kids of your own, that's going to take a toll on them. So the more that we can help the seniors be um, self-sufficient and have their own funds, the less stress and financial pressure that's going to put on you as a, as a child or a grandchild as well. Yeah, definitely. I think that's um, super important. And, and there's so many people and there's so many of us that we see it, like we see it all the time and there's children growing up and there's, we're still helping out our parents. Um, it's, it's a struggle. Yeah, I was going to say, too, based on the fact that you were mentioning that we need to, you know, talk to our parents about, you know, what their plans are, because I know my dad's getting ready to retire soon. Um, and they own a house in Oceanside, a townhome, but they're talking about moving out of state. And I don't even necessarily know if he has considered taking a reverse mortgage to potentially utilize those funds to, you know, put on the other house that they're thinking of moving to in Vegas. I don't know why it's so hot, but. Well, well and, and, but you know what? A lot of times seniors feel like when they retire, they have to move out of California because of the expense factor. They can't afford to live here anymore, but, mm -hmm. but maybe a reverse mortgage structure with some of these other things would allow them to live here and they don't have to yeah. move out. Of state. They don't have to move further from family. They don't have to move to a hundred degree weather, you know, hundred plus right. weather. Um, but, you know, if there's a real reason that they want to move to, mm -hmm. to, to Vegas or Nevada, and that, that is, that's one of the states I'm actually licensed in as well. I didn't mention earlier, but, um, awesome. you know, they could look at using a reverse mortgage to purchase that next home and put them in a better, better position. So whether they want to stay here or they really want to move, it is an option that they could definitely look at. Right. Well, thank you for that. And you sparked my you know, we've been incorporating living trusts and all this stuff into what we do with life insurance now, um, mortgage protection. And um, now this topic has obviously got my wheels spinning because, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's all about my parents. They're they're my best friends. I got to make sure that they're taken care of. So thank you for all of the information. Unfortunately, we are almost at the end of time. Is there anything else that you think that you need to touch base on, would like to share that is, you know, 
definitely something that needs to be shared on this discussion. I know, I believe you are coming back. Um, was it the 22nd? The fourth Thursday um, mm -hmm. to do a traditional mortgage. But on this topic, is there anything else that you think, uh, you know, is needs yeah. to be stated? So, I mean, obviously we covered a lot. Um, yeah. there, <laughs> I think the one thing that we didn't talk a lot about is there's a lot of protections for reverse mortgages um, okay. and, and making sure that a client is understands there, there's counseling that's required for them to go through to make sure they understand that the way the reverse mortgage works and it's independent from us. There's mortgage insurance that's on these that not only helps with the non-recourse side of it, but allows them to live in the house as long as they want. Even if they're 110 years old, they can never be forced to, to move. Mm -hmm. It guarantees that the line of credit is um, can never be frozen or can never be where they can't access it. And that's a problem that a lot of people have with traditional HELOCs or home equity lines of credit where it can be frozen and now all of a sudden they can't pull out any more money when they need it. Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of different protections for a reverse mortgage to make sure that the senior is, you know, being taken care of. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. Um, based on the fact that one, you are coming back, which we're very grateful and very excited for our next episode. My brain hurts a little bit right now. But um, based on, you know, we're going to be obviously utilizing these videos for content. Um, and we were curious as to if we can post your information and for the viewers. Um, and if, you know, clients want to reach out to you personally, where are where can we contact you to um, get a hold of you? And if this is topics that they need to discuss, obviously. Have yeah, so I'm, I'm more than happy to to talk to anyone, uh, correspond, email, whatever it is. So um, my my website is San Diego Mortgage News dot com. You can go there and find out a lot of information and, and contact me through that. Um, I also have my email address, which is Shane and that's S-H-A-N-N-E last initial S is in Sam for my last name at rwmloans.com um, or my uh, my cell phone number which is 858-829-7186 um, any of those options are ways that you can reach out to me and uh, we can schedule a time to talk awesome thank you i have a feeling your your email and your phone are going to be you're going to have to be turning that stuff off <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm taking the day off. Please leave me alone. Um any other well, personally for me, I just want to thank you so much, obviously, for taking the time out of your day, for joining us, providing us with all of this education. I didn't know that reverse mortgage was more kind of, I believe, steered towards seniors. Um uh, you know, and just with the equity and how you can utilize it and how you should utilize the equity versus your Roth IRA, um, you know, and just all of the ways that if you do plan appropriately that, you know, it can be used as a financial vehicle and it is, not, you know, it does expand your portfolio, which, you know, Gordon was mentioning a lot of people don't think of it that way. Um, but, you know, the, the need, if the need for it is there, obviously you can utilize it um 
as mentioned, I don't own a home. So uh, one day, <laughs> but um, you know, so this is all good information for me as a young woman to, you know, really have access to when it does come time for me to start thinking about, you know, the, those things um, in the future. So I appreciate you. I appreciate your education, um, your information, and, and again, your time. So thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. I'm glad that I was able to to share this information. It's definitely something I'm passionate about and you know, want to get the word out to as many people as possible. Definitely yeah. can tell you're passionate, 100%. Yeah, <laughs> yeah thanks, for, thanks for taking the time to join us, Shane. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Shane, for being here. All right. And to all our viewers, we hope that you got as much value from Shane Sletter as we did. Um, he, as I mentioned, will be joining us again February 22nd, same time, um, to go touch base on traditional mortgages, I believe. Um, so if you guys would like to join us, as always, um, we can be found on YouTube live 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. And until then, thank you for joining and we wish you well. See you soon.